A reading from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, verse 1 out of 3. Shri Bhagavan Vacha, Avayam Sattva Samshuti, Jnana Yoga Vyavastiti, Dhanam Namascha Yogyascha, fearlessness, purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge, charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of the Vedas, austerity, simplicity. So that's the first verse. Now we'll continue in the purport. It's on page 649, the last paragraph after fearlessness comes purification exists then he has to purify his existence there are so many rules and regulations to be followed in the renounced order of life most important of all a sannyasi is strictly forbidden to have any intimate relationship with a woman he is even forbidden to talk with a woman in a secluded place Lord Chaitanya was an ideal sannyasi and when he was at Puri his feminine devotees could not even come near to offer their respects they were advised to bow down from a distant place. This is not a sign of hatred for women as a class, but it is a stricture imposed on the sannyasi not to have close connections with women. One has to follow the rules and regulations of particular status of life in order to purify his existence. For a sannyasi, intimate relations with women and possession of wealth for sense gratification are strictly forbidden. The ideal sannyasi was Lord Chaitanya himself, and we can learn from his life that he was very strict in regards to women. Although he's considered to be the most liberal incarnation of Godhead, accepting the most fallen conditioned souls, he strictly followed the rules and regulations of the sannyas order of life in connection with association with women. One of his personal associates, namely Chota Haridas, was associated with Lord Chaitanya along with his other confidential personal associates. But somehow or other, this Chota Haridas looked lustily on the young woman and Lord Chaitanya was so strict he at once rejected him from the society of his personal associates. Lord Chaitanya said, For sannyasi or anyone who is aspiring to get out of clutches material nature and trying to elevate himself to the spiritual nature go back home, back to Godhead, for him looking toward material possessions and women for sense gratification, not even enjoying them, but just looking toward them with such a propensity is so condemned he had better commit suicide before experiencing such illicit desires. So these are the processes for purification. Next item is Gana Yogi Varastiti, being engaged in cultivation of knowledge. Sannyasi life is meant 
for distributing knowledge to the householders and others who have forgotten their real life of spiritual advancement. Sannyasi is supposed to beg from door to door for his livelihood, but this does not mean he is a beggar. Humility is also one of the qualifications of a transcendentally situated person, and out of sheer humility, the sannyasi goes from door to door, not exactly for the purpose of begging, but to see the householders and awaken them to Krishna consciousness. This is the duty of a sannyasi. If he is actually advanced and so ordered, by his spiritual master, he should preach Krishna consciousness with logic and understanding. And if one is not so advanced, he should not accept the renounced order of life. But even if one has accepted the renounced order of life without sufficient knowledge, he should engage himself fully in hearing from a bona fide spiritual master to cultivate knowledge. A sannyasi or one in the renounced order of life must be situated in fearlessness, sapasamshidi, purity, and yoga yoga knowledge. Next item is charity. Charity is meant for the householders. The householders should earn a livelihood by an honorable means and spend 50% of their income to propagate Krishna consciousness all over the world. Thus a householder should give in charity to institutional societies that are engaged in that way. Charity should be given to the right receiver. There are different kinds of charity, as will be explained later on. Charity in the mode of goodness, passion, and ignorance. Charity in the mode of goodness is recommended by the scriptures, but charity in the mode of passion and ignorance is not recommended because it is simply a waste of money. Charity should be given only to propagate Krishna consciousness all over the world. That is charity in the mode of goodness. Om so Prabhupada is talking about the rules for sannyasis and uh, I, I recently was listening to Prabhupada speak a lecture and he said that the Mayavadi sannyasis they will not have any association with the women but our devotee sannyasis they will come and they will be in the same place where women are so he said that is the difference between the Mayavadis and the Vaishnavas. And, uh, but sometimes this has proved to be very difficult for the sannyasis and they could not, they could not uh, keep their sannyas. Uh, so therefore this instruction about uh, don't uh, have intimate association with women, this is very important. For sannyasis, many instructions are important for sannyasis. Um, there was one sannyasi, Vishnu Maharaj, and he here it says you should commit suicide if you're if you not just do anything but just look lustfully. That <laughs> a sannyasi should commit suicide. So this my godbrother Vishnu Jan, he asked Prabhupada in a morning walk, so if, if a sannyasi falls down, should he commit suicide? And Prabhupada said yes, but then, so then that Vishnu Jan left, the, it was on a morning walk, and he actually committed suicide in the Jumuna, at the Chiveni. Um, but then after, he didn't hear, Prabhupada said no, but uh, I am not so great as Lord Chaitanya, I need help. So you should not do that. You should stay in our association. And even if you cannot be a sannyasi, you can be a grihasta. So he didn't hear that part and he went and committed suicide. 
So, um, but Prabhupada didn't encourage that. If, if that was the rule, then we would have a lot less devotees here in our society. Um, and uh, so he, went, he was very uh, flexible. He was very merciful. He was, uh, when he was in Montreal in 1968, there were three Grihasta couples going to London on their way to London. And before they left, they asked Prabhupada if they could put their head on his lotus feet. And he allowed that, the men and the women both, to put their head on his lotus feet. And one of, one of the um, devotees had a small baby, Saraswati, and he, he picked her up with one hand and held her up in the air. And they took a picture of him, and Prabhupada said, they will say, what kind of sannyasi is he? So uh, anyway, yeah, so we have to follow Prabhupada's application in the scriptures, and he, he says very heavy things sometimes, but when you go and see how he applied those things, he was what much more merciful. So Gyanayogya Yogya Ravastiti, cultivation of knowledge, begging door to door, Shira Prabhupada. When he was living in Vrindavan, he was doing madhukari, he was going begging door to door, and one person was giving him milk every day. And uh, so he had, he was able to drink milk. And later on, when he came back to Vrindavan with his disciples, he met that that person, uh, man boy, who used to deliver milk to him. And um, <clears throat> the boy came up to him, and Prabhupada said, oh, you're my dear friend, I remember you. And he took the necklace, he had a necklace Prabhupada had on his, some maha prasad on his neck, very valuable necklace some devotee had given and he gave it to that boy uh, so um, he remembered so charity charity is meant for the householders but not only the householders actually for all of the order for all orders of society and it's interesting about these transcendental qualities um, Prabhupada talks about the Varnashram institution uh, in yesterday's class, he's talking about the brahmanas, kshatriyas, vaishyas, and shudras. And actually, charity is meant for all four ashrams. Bhagavad Gita says, yagya dana, tapa, karma, natyajam, karyam, evata. This is Bhagavad Gita 18.5. Yagya dana, tapa, chaiva, pavanani, manishinam. Acts of sacrifice, charity, and penance are not to be given up, they must be performed. Indeed, sacrifice, charity, and penance purify even the great souls. So even sannyasis must do yajna, dana, and tapa. And uh, the brahmanas, they give knowledge, they, they teach, that is their charity. They give knowledge to others. The kshatriyas would give land to uh, brahmanas and to the Vaishyas. They would give different things to the brahmanas, gold and so many things. And the Vaishyas, they would give money and their products, which they would make and, uh, from the cows. And uh, the Shudras would give their labor. So everybody had to do some charity in the Varnashram system. But now we don't have any uh, Varnashram, we have Ugra Karma instead of good karma. 
and this Ukra karma causes so much distress to people. One devotee, my godbrother Bajahari, who is no longer with us, he um, was with Srila Prabhupada, and he told Prabhupada, I used to work in a factory, a steel factory, where so much fire was there, and they were making all these steel products, and I almost had a nervous breakdown. And Prabhupada said, yes, because in your last life, you are all Brahmanas, and now we are here together again. So that was Prabhupada. He gave all credit to us and to his spiritual master. So now the, the, the Varnas and Ashrams, they were interdependent with each other. Prithu Maharaj, if you go to the fourth canto of Bhagavatam, he instructed his citizens, you should do this Varnasham system. Why? Why should they do it? He gave a reason. He says, for the welfare of your king after death. Do it for me, he said. Why should you do it for your Who cares about the king, you know? We hear so many people complaining about the, the rulers, especially in America, USA. And so he says, you should always think of the Lord in your hearts and do your varnasham, and doing so you will do good for yourselves and give mercy on your king because everything was based on love. Varnasham was based on love. Bhagavatam says, For pleasing the Lord. That is the purpose of Varnasham. So Varnasham is very important. You can develop all these qualities if you do your duties as devotional service to Krishna. Because devotional service, without that it's Shama Ibn Gevalam. It's just useless. You don't do your duties for Krishna, then it's, it's useless. You may become a perfect Ramana or a perfect Shatya or Vaisha, but if, if you're not a devotee, if you're not Krishna conscious, then it's no use. It's no use. So previously, the kings were very responsible and they were instructing the citizens in the Varnashram duties. So we, Srila Prabhupada wanted to propagate Daiva Varnasham. What is the difference between Daiva Varnasham and Asarik Varnasham? The difference is that Daiva Varnasham, we have a connection with Krishna. Surik Varnasham, they believe it's everything by birth. It's a material qualification. In Daiva Varnasham, there was a spiritual qualification. And everybody had to work together. The Brahmanas were the brain, they were the head. They were the vision, so they would give vision to the Shatya, just like we have our eyes, we have our head. It gives vision to our arms, so the Shatyas were the arms to protect society. So they were just like a body, so we also, we have our body. Our eyes give vision, so our arms know what to do. And then we give food, the Brahmanas also eat, and it goes to the stomach, and the Vaishyas, they maintain the society. And the shooters, they are the legs. They take us everywhere. They, they serve. And so the king, he would protect the citizens from danger. He would give employment. Now there's a problem in USA with unemployment. And 50 million people are, don't have enough money for food in America, living on food stamps. And so many homeless people in America also. And so this is... Uh, the demonic civilization.
We see what happens when there is not a Krishna conscious king. So if he, the Satriya simply takes the taxes and neglects the rest of the body, then he, everyone will suffer and he also will suffer. The king, he will get one-sixth of the sinful reactions of his citizens or pious reactions. If he, has a, if he has a good government, then he will get the pious. And so proper, they used to cooperate to help each other. Yudhisthira, when he was king, not only the citizens cooperated, but the rivers, the oceans, the hills, the mountains, the forests, the creepers paid their taxes. Not only, not only the people had to pay tax, the rivers, the trees, the mountains, they all paid taxes to the king. They gave freely the minerals, the fruits. And so all the Varnas had a service to Krishna and they would appreciate each other. They would greet each other with respect. Everybody saw themselves as servants of Krishna. The Brahmana, he was called Pandit Maharaj, Panditji. Uh, and the Kshatriya as Maharaj, or even Takurji. And a merchant, he was addressed Setji, and the Shudra as Choudhury means leader. So everybody had a respectable position. So examples of this, um, the uh, Mahaj Dasharath, when he was receiving Vishamitra in his kingdom, he said, Ahishtam Yatta Punar Jayaya. How are you doing in your endeavor to conquer the repetition of birth and death? Because how are you doing in, in your path of moksha, your path of mukti? So Prabhupada said, a Brahmana does not go to construct a big, big house. He simply constructs his character. So that's what this these transcendental qualities are about. The, the, <clears throat> the Brahmana is meant to construct his character of these transcendental qualities. And other people, they say, please come here, sit down. So the others, they, they serve the Brahmanas. Now, how does, how do you greet a Kshatriya, a king? Chichiketu, he was, gre uh, was greeted by Angira in Srimad Bhagavatam's sixth canto. And Angira said, my dear king, I hope your body and mind and your royal associates and paraphernalia are well. So, okay, body. Kshatriya has to think about his body. He's very strong. He has to protect, use his body to fight. And your royal associates, and how is your kingdom, your fort, your treasury? How is your defense? So this is when you meet a Kshatriya. And when you meet a Vaishya, how's business? But actually in Bhagavatam, we have Vasudeva meeting Nanda Maharaj. He said, please tell me, you have many animals. Are they happy? Are they getting enough grass and water? And is the place we are living undisturbed and peaceful? And so he was asking about, how's your cows? How's your cows? And Shuddha, how are you? Because we think we are this body. And so, yes, everybody was respecting each other. Shuddha Prabhupada, he had one disciple, Pradumna, his, and he called him Panditji, Panditji, um, because he was he was learning Sanskrit. He was learning he learned Sanskrit in Bengali from Prabhupada, 
And Shirakirti was telling when when he was first with Prabhupada, Prabhupada would ring his bell and say, "Where's Panditji?" And this was uh, after several months. His Sanskrit editor was not always available. He was somewhere else. And Prabhupada would say, where is Banditji? <laughs> Instead of Pandit, where is the Bandit? It's spelled the same way. Now Prabhupada had a sense of humor. So a devotee, sometimes devotees, you greet them, how are you? Then the devotee may answer, I've heard devotees answer, better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. So what happens if you get a shudra on top of government, then kama is the goal. We have dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. In the 1950s, the slogan for the president was, I will, if I become president, I will give you two cars in every garage and a chicken in every pot. That was his campaign slogan. And so that, that's kama. Kama. If you get a Vaisha on top, then money will be the goal, economic development. If you get a Kshatriya, then justice, righteousness. If you get a Brahmana on the top, then spirituality. Spirituality will be the goal. But we need all, all four for the society to go on. So Prithu was depending on his citizens for his welfare as well. They were interconnected. If the citizens did their duties, then the king would also be um, get the benefit. Prabhupada also, he, he expressed his humility. Uh, he said, the Krishna conscious movement is spreading now all over the world. And sometimes I think, even though I am crippled in many ways, if one of my disciples becomes as strong as Juga Maharaj, and he will be able to carry with me, me with him to Vaikuntha. So Prabhupada was not thinking he was in the, he was not a separatist. Prabhupada was depending on us, we depended on Prabhupada, of course, much more than he depended on us. We depended on him for everything. And so the Kshatriyas had to protect the citizens, not only materially, but spiritually too. They had, they had a spiritual duty. Uh, so the Daiva Ranashram system, well, the purpose was to elevate everyone to the topmost position. The Asuric Ranashram says, no, it's fixed. You are born Brahma, and so you have, that means you are Brahman. You are born Shuddha, you, that means you are Shuddha. And somebody, yeah, uh, anyway, we can see that it's not true. If you look in, in, our, in any society, you'll see if someone is a doctor, it doesn't mean the son is going to become a doctor. Oh, I'm a doctor, therefore my son is a doctor. I am a judge, therefore my son is a judge. It's not like that. It's not, not by birth, but it's by training. It's by purification. Jamana, Jayate, Shuddha, everyone is born a Shuddha. But by purification, you become Dvija. And so, when we, when we first came to India in the 70s, uh, the caste brahmanas were telling us, oh, you're doing such a nice puja. Next life you can be born in a brahmana family. So we told Prabhupada. Prabhupada said, you tell them, oh, 
You're doing such a nice puja. Next life, you will be born in Iskon. That's <laughs> 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 Prabhupada's answer. answer to that. When I was living in Goa, South India, I used to drive a moped, like a bicycle motorbike, simple one. And I used to get it fixed, and who was fixing my moped was a brahmana. He had a brahman thread. But he was not doing the work of the brahmana, he was doing the work of the shuddha. He was covered head to foot with, with grease from the motorcycles and the mopeds. And people would tell him, Pandaji, fix my motorbike. Or they were still respecting him because he had the Brahman trip. But actually, he was not doing the work. It's a guna and karma, according to Bhagavad Gita. Guna, karma, vivadashtra. Krishna said, I created this Vanashram according to guna and karma, according to quality and work. And so this is very, very important to know what is Daiva Varnasha. So Dharma, Dharma is very important quality of Varnasham, Varnasham Dharma. What is Dharma? Dharma is the four pillars of religion, cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness. So these four pillars are described in Srimad Bhagavatam in first canto. Um, tapa, Daya, Satya, and Shocha, cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness. Now, in the third canto, they're given, they're translated, I mean, not translated, but the Sanskrit is different. Vidya, instead of cleanliness, we have Vidya. Instead of Daya, we have Dana. And Tapa and Satyam are the same. And according to Srimad Bhagavatam, when Lord Brahma created the Dharma, the four pillars of Dharma, he created the four ashramas to uphold the four pillars of Dharma. The brahmacharis are meant to uphold shocham, cleanliness, and vidya, education. The, the vaishas, uh, the grihastas, and the Grihastas are meant to uphold the pillar of charity, dana um, in the third canto, daya or mercy, mercy or charity. The Vanaprastas, for the Vanaprastas it's tapa, and for the sannyasis it's satya, truthfulness. So Prabhupada wanted daiva varnasham. So how do you know which place you belong? You have to ask your guru. And he'll tell you, and otherwise you can read Bhagavad Gita and see where is your, what's your guna, what's your karma. What karma are you doing, what guna are you doing. And if you're chanting Hare Krishna, then that's the best thing. You, know, you can go beyond the gunas and the karmas. That takes you out of the uh, materialistic society. So in previous times, even in previous times, it was not according to birth. There was one disciple Satyakama Jabala. He was a prostitute son. He went to Gautam Muni, said, kindly make me your disciple. So Gautam Muni said, who's your father? And he said, I don't know who's my father. He said, go ask your mother. So he went and asked my mother. And she said, oh, I don't know who's your father. 
So then he came and said to Gotamuni, Sir, my mother also doesn't know who is my father. So Gotamuni said, You are Brahman, because you told the truth. Nobody wants this to be known like that. So we have one of our devotees, one of Prabhupada's disciples, who also was like that. And he came, he was in jail and he saw Back to Godhead magazine, a picture of Prabhupada with a beautiful watch. And he thought, I must steal this watch. I must meet this guru. He got out of jail and he joined the temple. He said, I have to meet your guru. So, well, he's not here. He's in Hyderabad. Okay, I'm going to Hyderabad. I must meet. He went. He met Prabhupada. But as soon he was, it became like Juhamara. As soon as he saw Prabhupada, he lost all his desire, and he said, "Oh, I want to surrender to you." <coughs> Prabhupada showed his watch. You want this? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but Prabhupada wanted to give him all opulence. He said, "I want to send you to the USA to preach to the West." And that was in the 70s, and everybody from India wanted to go to USA for whatever reason. <laughs> and but he had a problem with his passport. And so Prabhupada said, "What's? Why aren't you going?" He said, "No, in my passport they asked me who is my father, and I don't know my father's name. Who is my father?" So Prabhupada said, "Show me that passport." Prabhupada took the passport. He wrote, "Ava A.C. Bhakti Swami, Father." <laughs> So such a fortunate devotee. <laughs> yeah, and he did go here, and he got so much opulence. This this devotee, he has a couple of he, you know, he's in the movies, and in Bombay, and he, ITV, he, ITV, yeah, Haridas. So yeah, just imagine, you, if you have this eagerness to serve the pure devotee, and Krishna doesn't see. Your, your disqualifications. So Prabhupada was having a conversation in Paris with one professor, and Prabhupada told the professor, we are creating brahmanas in the Western countries. So the professor said to Prabhupada, isn't that against the Shastra? And Prabhupada said, no, Bhagavad Gita says the guna and karma if the symptoms of a Brahmana are found in a Shuddha, he should be accepted as a Brahmana. So in Lord Chaitanya's time, the Brahmanas complained against Lord Chaitanya that he's giving this chanting to all the people. doesn't matter. They're not even Brahmins. They will pollute the holy name if they chant. This was their argument. So to vanquish the false pride of, of these so-called renunciates, Lord Chaitanya accepted Haridas Thakur, Muslim, as the Acharya for the Holy Name. He spread religious principles through Shudra, four-class man, Ramananda Roy. He, he was hearing from Ramananda Roy. He, he sent Rupa and Sanatana Goswami to preach. So, um, how, do we, how do we know that uh, we are advancing in spiritual life? Sri Prabhupada said, the Brahmanas, they say, you have to change your body. So in one purport, well, there's one verse in Bhagavatam, fifth canto. A devotee who has taken shelter of the dust of the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of the six material whips, hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age, and death, 
and he can conquer the mind and senses. But this is not wonderful for a pure devotee because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of the four castes and untouchable is immediately relieved of bondage if he utters the holy name even once. So the, the caste goes, Sami, so you have to change your body. Prabhupada says, when we chant, we're changing our body. When we chant Hare Krishna, our subtle body is changing. We are changing from Shuddha to Brahmana to Vaishnava, even higher than Brahmana. So when we get initiated, we change our body. This is happening now. So by chanting Hare Krishna, that's why we could do so many things for Prabhupada. One time in Los Angeles, Shudakirti was, Prabhupada told Shudakirti, if it were not for the chanting of Mahamantra, you boys and girls could not do anything. You, you use so many drugs, you can't do anything. Your minds were fin your brains were finished. But by chanting Hare Krishna, this helped you to get all these temples and devotees. It's very, very, Krishna's mercy and the chanting. And so everybody's important in Krishna's service. The hand is important, the leg is important, the brain is important, the speaker is important. So we can all have a unique relationship with Krishna. And uh, there is a verse in Bhagavatam that one day we may be able to count the atoms of the earth, the molecules of sunshine, or the particles of snowflakes, but we'll never be able to count the qualities of Krishna. So we each have a relationship with Krishna. And in the purport of that verse, Sanatana Goswami says that there is one quality of Krishna that is very special for each and every one of us that attracts us to him. We each are attracted to one special quality of Krishna. So that's the challenge of our life, to find out what quality of Krishna are we attracted to. So we have to see what kind of service we can do to please Krishna. Prabhupada, many, many lectures, he said, you must become guru. Lord Chaitanya says, nobody is responsible for his birth. His responsibility is to advance in Krishna consciousness. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, there's no impediment. Or if you want to be Krishna conscious. It doesn't depend on your birth or your gender or your race or anything. It is open for everyone. The chance is you can become a brahmana, you can become a great devotee of Krishna, and you can become spiritual master of the whole world. Prabhupada gave this lecture in 1966 to the hippies <laughs> who were sitting in front of You will become spiritual master of the whole world. But just imagine, Prabhupada, how he empowered us. Uh, we, were, we had no qualification. As he said, we used too many drugs, so our brains were finished. But he, he empowered us. He, he had the power of Lord Chaitanya, and he gave it to us. And he's giving it to anyone who is a sincere follower, who follows his instructions. You get empowered by Srila Prabhupada. You got it. You just have to follow his instructions. So although we are low-born, he empowered us to preach, and that's the highest charity to the entire world. So I'll stop here if there's any questions. Or comments. You can ask. Mm -hmm.
Because they are not doing garbhadan samskar. They are not before conception. You're supposed to do samskar. So because they are not doing, they are born shudras. Not they're changing. It's they are born with the shudra mentality. Because they are not doing the samskars. Yeah. Yes, because we are doing the samskars. We are taking initiation. And the Grihastha is doing Garbhadan Sanskar. But our parents and so they never did this Garbhadan Sanskar and so how, how we can think that we are... They used to do in previous age, previous yes, time. Yes, they do, but uh, I asked my parents, they said, no, we never did it. Yeah, now, now they are not doing it. It's Kali Yuga. Since Kali Yuga, they are not doing So that's why it is said in Shastra, Janmana, Jayati, Shudra. Everyone is born a Shudra. But there is another quote from scripture that says, in Kali Yuga, the Brahmanas are, were previously demons. They were from the demon families. This is from the, Veda, from the scriptures. Yeah, Brahmana was Brahman. Dravasamuni, <laughs> we are reading in our Bhagavatam study about Dravasamuni. He's a Brahman, but look what, what is he? Yeah, because he thought, oh, he's just a Shafiya, he's lower than me. And that's why India became degraded, because the, the, the Brahmanas, they did not elevate the other people. Instead, they put everybody down. That's why there's so much agitation. But Prabhupada, he is a real Brahmana. And he, he was uplifting everyone, even Malachas and Yavanas. He was uplifting, he's bringing everybody up to the standard of Brahmana. So he was just like a touchstone. Yes, he was, a that's right. He was a touchstone. Yeah, I was just reading today, I was remembering one pastime. I was reading, somebody wrote a Vyasa Puja, Vasanyasi. One devotee wrote of Yasapuja. Prabhupada was traveling on the airplane and he ate his prasadam, puffed rice. And then he gave to Shudakirti and another devotee. They were eating. And one stewardess in the airplane, one air hostess, she came and she put her hand and she took that maha prasad from, from the devotees. You know, this is very strange behavior for an air, air, air hostess. And she just put there as Prabhupada's Maha, she thought. And then she asked, would you like something? And, and they said hot milk. So she went and she brought hot milk for them. She served them. And then later on, many years later, one devotee was going on book distribution in the Amazon jungle. And they went to one house and they opened the door. And there was this lady, pictures of Krishna, Prabhupada's books. She said, yeah, I got the prasad of your Guru Maharaj. <laughs> she became a devotee. <laughs> so that's 
Prabhupada, he was a touchstone. She just got one bite of maha from Prabhupada and that was it. That was enough. And she became devotee from that. Yes. Bhakti Siddhanta also took from the lower classes, what was supposed to be the lower classes, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Yeah, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati took, initiated from the lower classes, that's right. And that's why the Babaji's were against him. The Babaji's were throwing stones on the Perkama party. Yeah. He also had problem. Prabhupada, he had problem with the caste Brahmanas. Prabhupada also had problem with the caste Brahmanas. And, and even Lord Chaitanya had problem with caste problems. <laughs> and they complained to the Kazi. That, you know, Vishnu is sleeping and they're having Harinam. I couldn't hear you. Prabhupada was giving him milk every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Prabhupada gave his uh, necklace. Yeah. So it is fortunate that boy is fortunate and no person will do like that and he will give his necklace to someone. I know. Prabhupada was so liberal. Yeah, yeah. He was giving everything. He didn't keep, you know, anything. Just like I asked him to give him the voice. He gave the voice. He gave the voice. <laughs> yeah, one devotee he, in Boston, his mother gave him a sweater for his birthday and he thought, oh, I should give it to Prabhupada. So he went and he said, here's a present for you, Prabhupada. My mother gave me this sweater. So Prabhupada took off this very expensive cashmere sweater and gave it to the boy and took the cheap sweater from the boy and put it on him. He said, yes, because you are giving with love. So how Prabhupada's vision, how he saw people, is how Krishna saw. Krishna saw Sudama like that. Krishna, Sudama brought something unofferable and he just ate it. Uh, and he gave him all opulence. And so Prabhupada was like that. He knew what, what we needed to progress in spiritual life. And he gave that. Mm -hmm. So then we would like to be, be like him. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to be careful. That's why here it says charity. You have to discriminate, and, and Gita tells you how to discriminate. Charity in the mode of goodness, passion, and ignorance. Yeah, for us, the rules are there, and we have to follow the rules. We have to follow the rules. At the same time, we have to try and be merciful like people. Yeah, we have to be merciful, yeah. When you go from Madhukari, then you discriminate that time when you go to this house, that's for Madhukari, you can go anywhere. Yeah, that's for the Paramahansas. <laughs> that is, it's also for the sannyasis. Sannyasis. <laughs> yeah, it is not for, for the other, it's not for the other ashrams. No, we should not imitate. No. Well, the brahmachari will go do madhukari for the guru. And that's how you don't have to worry about when you're a brahmachari, everything is for guru. You go, you beg, you bring back, you give to guru. You don't take. 
Brahmachari has nothing. That's why, so you don't have to worry, but you do discriminate. Like the Buddhists, they don't discriminate. Somebody gives meat, they take meat. They don't discriminate. So, they say, yeah, everything is mercy. But we are, that is my body. We, we don't say everything is mercy like that. No meat, fish, and eggs. That's not, that's not mercy to kill animals. Any other questions? How long you were in Goa? Five years. Mm-hmm. Now, the preaching is going to there. Yeah. Uh, I go to ICU. Oh, you go there, yeah. When we were there, there was no preaching. We were, we were preaching a little bit, having Gorpurni Majamashtami. We made a few devotees. Uh, we have an opportunity about uh, 20 in our center. 20? Amazing. Wow. Yeah, when we were there, there was there was nothing, no temple. Our house was temple. Uh, seventy-nine. No, not seventy-nine. Sorry, eighty-eight to ninety-three. Eighty-eight to ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, some devotees came. We were just like that, living there, and we had in our house our own temple, our deities, and sometimes we would invite people. So we started in 2000. <coughs> okay, any other questions? I had a very experience. Madhukari, you had experience. In Kodiyamat. Jyotirman. Kadirvan. Oh, Kadirvan. Kadirvan. Yeah, so it, yeah, they still respect people here in Braj. In Braj, I think people do Madhukari people still do here. In Braj, they respect you. Any other questions? Jai, I'll go to Shri Prabhupada. Hare Krishna.